Hi, and welcome to Cosmic Style, where we explore mystical modalities like tarot, astrology, lunar living, and magic to help us live better lives. I'm Leah, a tarot consultant, professional astrology nerd, and cosmic stylist. Let's get into it. Hi, hello. Today, we are doing a Read the Room episode. This is where we explore the atmosphere of the current zodiac season, aka the sign that the sun is in or will be in. A zodiac season lasts about a month. And we're about to enter Scorpio season on October 23rd, and it will last until November 22nd. So even if you don't have Scorpio, quote, in your chart, which, spoiler alert, you actually do, you contain all 12 zodiac signs in your chart. You just may or may not have any placements or point there or points there, you know, either rising points or midheaven. Um, that's what I mean by points, placements. I mean planets um, or luminaries, of course. But it does reside in a house slash area of life within your chart. You know, that's the whole wheel, right? Those are all 12 signs within that wheel. And they, they belong to you in some way, shape, or form in some area of your life. And when the sun is in a particular sign, the sun is associated with our identity, our vitality, um, our self-expression. So when it's traveling through that area, it's highlighting that area of life where that zodiacal archetype where that sign like Scorpio shows up in your life and you have the opportunity to work with that sign's magic in your own unique way. So all of this is to say you have access to Scorpio's or any sign for that matters superpower, superpowers, (laughs) and that's the point of a seasonal episode like this, right? To help you notice the themes of Scorpio energy, how it impacts you, and how you can embody some of its powers for good in your life. If you're looking for a little more balance in certain ways or, you know, any, well, you'll see when we talk about the Scorpio superpowers, but if you need to call on some of that, if you're like, wow, yeah, I'm, I feel like I'm not super strong in those areas. This is the time where we can really play and play with it. And of course you can play with these at any time. If you're listening to this outside of Scorpio season, it is still a worthy and brilliant exercise to engage with each of the signs and their, and their powers. And I wanted to, just share a little anecdote from last week. I was talking to this Pilates instructor that I just started going to, and I was asking her what sign she was because I had to know, and I found out that she was a Scorpio. And almost immediately, she said something like, I feel like when I die, all the secrets I've held will bloom out of me like flowers. I was like, Oh my God, that is the most metal Scorpio thing I've ever heard. Like, come on. (laughs) But I just love that because I didn't actually necessarily pick up on all of her Scorpio vibes, but then just hearing her talk about her relationships and her bonds with people, it really, really drove some Scorpio themes home for me and really got me thinking. And I've actually been 
kind of appealing to my community online and just seeing where my Scorpios are at, my Scorpio suns, moons, and risings in particular, and how they interact or feel about their Scorpio energy and what they agree with or what they don't. And, you know, disclaim on any of these episodes, like anything, there are, of course, shadow aspects to every sign. There are cliches, there are overused adjectives. And, you know, one of my favorite astrologers, Colin Bedell of Queer Cosmos, did a post a while ago. I mean, oh my God, like chronically online girly red flag when I'm just rehashing a post someone did like a year ago Um, but it stuck with me because it was a post about the words that we overuse with the signs and describing the signs and I remember one of the words for Scorpio was intense and that that's one of the first takeaways I learned when I was learning about the signs it's like Scorpios are intense But I've also met Scorpios who don't identify with the word intense at all. And then my little poll online that I did the other day, you know, other people are like, ugh, like, I hate mysterious or, um, oh, what was the other one that I got a few about? I can't remember now. Um, I'll definitely stumble upon it at some point. Um, But... It's just, you know, it's just to say that there, every sign, every archetype is a spectrum and it's how, how we use it, how we engage with it that can really coax some of the powerful nature of it out or downplay it, depending on what we're trying to do. So yeah, I'm going to try to avoid the word intense today, perhaps. I'm not going to avoid all the words that people don't like because there might not be any words left. (laughs) But I imagine, you know, I I think at least from me, my standpoint, I imagine being told you're intense all the time would be kind of irritating and maybe make you more intense. So (laughs) let's start with some Scorpio stats, okay? So Scorpio is has dual rulership, so um, it's ruled by both Mars, the warrior archetype, and Pluto, the transformer. And Scorpio has two rulers because um, the modern planets in astrology, those farther out planets that we can't see with the naked eye, were uh, added and adjusted and updated the rulership. And I think both of them, both of these planets, Um, make a lot of sense for Scorpio and we can play with them both. Um, And uh, Scorpio is fixed water and fixed means it's at the very middle or peak of the season. So fixed signs are um, Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, and Aquarius. Um, so those are like kind of the heights of the season, right? And so when we think about fixed energy, it's steady, stabilizing, and there's this air of mastery or being masterful over that that placement, over that season. And water, of course, is emotions, intuition, connectivity. 
and it's the second water sign of the zodiac after cancer and is commonly associated with the eighth house which is the house of inheritance trauma debt taxes intimacy sexuality (laughs) empathy and death and rebirth so we can see where intensity comes from (laughs) the motto for scorpio is i desire and i i've spoken about this before but i think there's such a lovely connection between spooky season that lead up to halloween and Samhain that are contained within scorpio season and that connection to witches and the at the heart of being a witch or wielding some power Uh, to magnetize things to you in some kind of way is really associated with with being deeply in touch with what you desire. In order to manifest something, you have to be clear on what you want. Um, And witches are very in touch with their desires, which is what makes them kind of scary to some people who aren't in touch with their desires. And Scorpio really embodies this in a very deep way because it's that deep feeling, right? That fixed water, that like, that attempt to stabilize the the feelings and that connectivity that merging of you and your desires or the people that you want to deeply connect with alternate mottos for scorpio i feel like could be still waters run deep um there's often an armor up with scorpio and and cancer as well the other water sign you know, just in their mascot of the scorpion and the crab, there's this protective shell, right? In order to protect the depth of feeling that they experience. And there's also just natural transformations that are occurring under the surface of Scorpio energy all the time there's this constant alchemy happening that we don't necessarily see with the placid or tough exterior another alternate motto her hair is full of secrets kind of like my lovely instructor that i mentioned before they're really good secret keepers and we will get into that um and i think that this sign is often hard to pin down there's actually different iterations or like kind of these evolutionary associated or like tiers to the Scorpio mascot. Um, So we typically know Scorpion, obviously, but then it's also associated with the eagle and with the phoenix. So there, it's a very hard to pin down sign. Not all the signs have multiple um, represent, represent, Wow, my words. Mascots, we'll say. They don't have multiple like animals or uh, creatures or machines representing them, right? It's This is a unique to Scorpio thing. And I think this is because it's of this alchemical, protective, and indecipherable nature that is inherent, that can give off this air of of mystery and of and leaving us to speculate you know what's their deal um and it makes sense that a scorpio wouldn't really identify with mysterious because 
I mean, we absolutely can be a mystery to ourselves, but it often doesn't feel like that, you know, especially if you have that depth of feeling of Scorpio. It's like, oh no, I know there's no mystery here. Like, and there's a, a very fixed solidity to that. But all of this leads me to our Scorpio superpowers to play with these this season. So I, if I want you to like feel into these, see how you know how you react to them, whether you have strong Scorpio placements or not, um, and the ones that maybe you have a strong reaction to, maybe play around with this season and see how you can find little rituals or practices or small actions you can take that might contribute to building a muscle or strengthening rather a muscle in this department. So Scorpio superpowers, they are strategic. Uh, this comes down to that Mars placement, right? Or even, and, and the Pluto um, association. I, I've read that Mars is kind of like the practical or like more mundane or boots on the ground actor for Pluto's <laughs> desire for transformation, for absolute destruction so that we can rebuild anew. So there, that the Martian quality feels very strategic. That's how Mars plays out in Scorpio. The other sign ruled by Mars, Aries, has a lot more of that just bold action taking, that pioneering or trailblazing and just like forward focus, action, action, moving outward. And Scorpio has a little bit more like, okay, hang back and wait, observe, watch. And that's how Mars takes action. It's a a lot more of a reserved or... um, calculating strategic way and we can use that for so many different ways in our lives i don't think strategy has to have any sort of negative connotation it can just be very practical and a lot more just less reactive and more considered and um patient ambition Scorpio's ambition, I think all fixed signs have a lot of ambition and it's just again that that desire to to change things, to transform things, to to move ahead and it's it can be really powerful. This is one of the things I think that was a real aha moment around Scorpio's for me. I'm like, okay, maybe we're not using that word intense, but ambitious, that feels correct. Ride or die another superpower this they scorpios can be so reliable and loyal as hell it's like if you are on their good side oh my god you are lucky if you're on your bad side you're you're not as lucky (laughs) but there there's an intense there's that word there's (laughs) there's a really strong loyalty inherent in scorpios that can be really beautiful bravery huge Scorpios like do not mess with them and there there's just like a a quiet bravery there um observant transformative passionate transformative of course we've we've kind of talked about this the the deep feelingness of it all and I think in this height of fall we're actually in a very 
deeply transformative state, which can be a little confusing with its fixed nature, right? Um, because fixed energy tends to want to stabilize or is slower to change. And I do think Scorpios are slower to change, but there's just this under the surface, like in the deep lake, like thinking about sediment on a lake here, um, of just, you know, an influx of new material and old material decomposing and everything kind of in this constant state of flux while appearing so placid, consistent, and smooth. Um, but there's deep, just like the depth of feeling, deep transformation happening. Like when we're feeling our feelings, that's a transformative al- alchemical process. So we're letting them move through us rather than keeping them stuck or stagnant. Um, passionate, of course, um, that connection to desire, right? To Mars, to what we desire, what we want, getting like honing in on what lights us up and then going, moving towards it with, with, um, with passion, with zest, with excitement and, uh, supportive. I think, again, it kind of goes along with that reliable ride or die vibe, um, sexy Scorpios get such a reputation for being sexy. And I think this is down to that air of, you know, that there's that slight guardedness, right? That mystery involved in that got that mysteriousness. There's a depth there and that can be really interesting to people and intriguing and thus sexy. And, Okay, this is the last time I'm going to use the I word, but I, I feel like I saw, like, I read something a while ago that was like, Scorpios get a reputation for being really good at sex, but they're actually just really intense. So that can be intense in a good way, or that can be intense in a bad way. Um, I'll leave that there. Um, Scorpios have a fierce gaze. I think that can be really powerful. I feel like Scorpio's gaze is so special and I, I and just, this is just something I've observed, <laughs> but I think we can we can play around with this in our own lives. Um, for us non-Scorpios. Um, and Another superpower is they are powerful. Like the, all that Mars and Pluto action, all that eighth house transformational stuff is powerful. And it's stuff that people are uncomfortable with often. And being comfortable in a space where other people are uncomfortable with, you know, say death and rebirth or with the darker side of things, the shadow side of things, or um, just in a, yeah, a really committed, loyal place. All of those things that people maybe fear in some way, being able to play in that area and embody that is super powerful. Intuitive. I mean, all water signs have a very special, I think Every sign and every element, of course, has a special way 
to tap into intuition. And I just feel like just because there's that depth of feeling and that that water conductor energy, right? It's just more a little bit more connected to the ethers, able to just pick up on this more subtle clues a little bit. But this is a great, great time of year for all of us to better tap into our intuition. And relatedly, they have an inbuilt bullshit detector for sure. Again, they're just able to read read the room like we're doing here, able to pick up on things and be like, nah, you're full of shit. See you later. Super powerful. They do not suffer fools, relatedly again. And I think all of this makes Scorpios super duper magnetic. I think when you tap into your ambition, when you make practical strategy for that ambition, when you trust natural timing and the natural cycles of things, right? That like death and rebirth cycle. When you are steadfast and dedicated, that fixed energy, and you add in that on-point intuition. Whew, magnetism, are you kidding me? So think about how you can use these traits and qualities to help you magnetize more of what you want. And of course, that starts with getting clear on your desires, which is a wonderful practice for Scorpio season. And just some things to put on your radar shadow-wise that maybe, you know, um, can pop up in a less than fun way is just obsessiveness. Oh, obsessive. That was definitely another word that someone said that they hated in reference to Scorpio, which I totally get because that has this kind of negative connotation. But I want, I don't want us to obsess on the negative or go overboard on anything, right? But I do think the obsessiveness lends itself to Scorpio's ability to go deep on something, right? They want a deep dive. They want to know more. And we can we can leverage those superpowers to to do stuff like research and deep dive. That's on my list next. Um, how we can kind of implement these superpowers in this season. But I think obsessiveness can be good up until a point, right? But So we just want to put that on our radar when we're obsessing about something. And when we're obsessing about something that we enjoy, that's really fun for us, it's lighting us up, awesome, cool. I'm a manifesting generator in human design. I, I thrive off of obsessions. That's why I'm here right now. Um, but noticing when it's just gone a little too far and is feeling unhealthy or when we're fixating or ruminating, right? Um, that's when we want to kind of uh, pivot. And also putting on our radar just being closed off or impossible to crack or kind of that fear of vulnerability. And I think that's a lot of the lessons that we're learning in this season, right? Like this relationship between being guarded or protecting ourselves and our vulnerability and trusting and actually opening up to vulnerability when it serves us. And I know I've worked on this a lot in my own life, um, that, that just needing to put up that armor and that facade for a really long time and then waking up one day and realizing like, whoa, <laughs> I'm not really vulnerable with hardly anyone. Um, and learning to be able to trust myself and to trust my intuition that's telling me when it's safe to be vulnerable and actually letting myself 
be that. Um, other lessons we're learning, endings, feeling when it's time to move on and trusting that and moving in accordance with that and letting things run their course, letting just the natural progression of things, the natural timing of things to to flow and to happen, right? I think, um, of course, we're, and I'm jumping all over, all over the place, um, because I have so much stuff here that I want to talk about and I'm like getting ahead of myself. But yeah, I think that when we kind of can look to that, the seasonal aspect, I'm sorry, I'm speaking from my Northern hemisphere, Um, but we can actually, we can actually, of course, tie this in if you're in the Southern hemisphere as well, like just the natural course of things. Like when we're in this height of autumn in the Northern hemisphere, things are starting to die away and fall away and colors are turning and we cannot speed up that process, but we know that we're kind of like, okay, it's time to let some stuff go, go a little bit underground. And similarly, things running their course, we can't rush a you know, sprout out of the ground. We can't rush things coming into bloom in springtime. So just letting things build or flush away in their own timing. And then also just being in connection with that and observing that so that we can, so that we can, you know, calling on that superpower of observation and strategy and knowing when the right time is to act in that course of natural rhythms playing out. Okay. (laughs) Um, Sorry. I felt like I was like, there's so many things I wanted to say there around this idea. Um, And so, okay, how we can leverage these Scorpio superpowers, how we can kind of like involve them in our day-to-day stuff. So like I was saying, researching, deep diving on something, indulging in your healthy obsessions. Awesome. Go all in on something, whether like what, whatever's feeling right to you, it's like, no, I'm going to double down. Like what is worthy of doubling down on in your life right now? Um, And shedding unnecessary crap on the other side of that coin in order for us to invite in what we want more of we must clear the space for it so if you're going all in on something you got to let something go out um and hopefully it is unnecessary crap (laughs) um elegantly put by me um strategize of course in whatever areas of your life need that right now i think i need that in terms of just the way i work week to week and I'm really honing in on on my work strategy and what I actually want, you know, aligning with that desire in order to help you strategize. So desire comes first, then we strategize. Be spooky. It's spooky season. Let your witch flag fly. Use your tools like tarot, astrology, whatever else you got, whatever else you love to dabble with to help you strategize. Use your witchy abilities to strategize. I think it's the best. It's the only way to do it, in my opinion. It's super fun. Um, use Scorpio superpowers to market yourself or something you love. I talked about this a little bit in the last episode about how on Mars Day, it's like, in my head at least, it's a very good day to engage in marketing yourself because it requires bold, strategic action, which feels very 
Mars Scorpio, Mars as the ruler of Scorpio vibes. And I actually think Scorpios, suns, moons, or risings in particular are incredible marketers because they are so in touch with the feelings of others when they want to be. They understand, they have so much empathy and depth of feelings. And that's the motivator of marketing, right? Of good marketing. It's like you touch into something, touch into a feeling or an experience that someone's had where like, they're like, oh yeah, that's me. And they identify with it and then they're drawn in a little bit more. And it sounds like, I think we have a complicated relationship with marketing because it feels weird or uncomfortable for some of us. But I think there's a natural ability for Scorpio to be like, okay, you want this thing? Like, this is how this thing can help you get there. And it's just a very connective and psychically understanding energy. And we can use that. We can use that to help us in the ways that we need and help other people in the process. Um, let go of what's no longer working or isn't a top priority right now, that shedding that we were talking about. We can leverage Scorpio superpowers to be emo. We can make playlists and feel our feelings and make playlists about our feelings <laughs> and romanticize your life like a French New Age film or a film noir, I think. There, there's something just so stylish and moody and fun when we can kind of lean into that vibe. And this is the perfect time of year to do it. Um, this is a great time to do some solid fortifying protection magic. Um, we can do some basic stuff, you know, black black clothing, black candles, um, like candle magic we can do for protection. There's a lot of stuff with salt that we can do for clarifying and protection. But I think... Yeah, just again, that that fortifying form of protection magic, like making sure, like even thinking about it in simple terms of like protecting your immune system. Okay, what do we have to do that? Like to just have like a solid base for our immune system. Well, we need to nourish ourselves regularly and well. Um, we can start taking some herbs or vitamins to just give us a little bit of a boost. We stay hydrated. We wash our hands. Just like all of that stuff, like just building that solid base to protect us think about let your mind just play around with all the ways in which you can kind of protect yourself in a healthy way right not in that way where we're closing ourselves off to others but just protection magic can actually help us be more vulnerable when it's the right time to be because we know that we're solidly protected energetically psychically so that it lays that foundation to open up more show more of our deeply feeling wonderful selves and use Scorpio superpowers to embrace your shadow. Like I was saying, Scorpio energy can be very comfortable playing in the shadows. Um, my uh, Scorpio is actually, um, occupies my fifth house and the fifth house is kind of self-expression, play, pleasure, children, like it's like fun. And I've always found spooky shit fun. I was a spooky kid. I have been trying to do spells for as long as I can remember. I've been trying to get lost in the woods. Um, I, I've always liked scary movies. I've always been attracted to spooky things, witchy things. And I think it's Scorpio in, <laughs> in my fifth house. I like to play in the shadow. Um, 
And yeah, I think this is always a brilliant time of year to engage in some sort of shadow work. I have a couple of resources. One of them is like a longer workshop that I taught. Um, and the other, I think, is like a tarot spread. But um, for embracing your shadow, um, which I will post in the show notes or playing and doing some shadow work and using the tarot to help you um, engage in shadow work. And another thing we can do this season is deep clean. Oh my gosh. I just feel like, yeah, like getting the gunk out. I hate deep cleaning on a regular basis. I'm no good at it. I'm a very good tidier, but I'm starting to feel that urge. Like we just watched our rug, like just stuff like that, where it's like, we're not cleaning this every day. Like, sure, we're vacuuming it, but like, I mean, deep clean. Um, And we can think about that in less than material physical ways of course too like i think doing shadow work doing breath work um especially some forms of cathartic breath work um those are great ways to sort of deep clean our spirits and our system and some styles or genres to explore or play with like i said kind of film noir dark academia a little touch of goth like i've said before scorpios look right in black it's a fact witchy aesthetics um anything that feels subtly sexy or edgy or powerful a red lip is a spell in and of itself super powerful Perhaps if you're intrigued by that and lipstick is something you want to engage with give it a shot. It's Scorpio season. What the hell? Um, And, you know, again, like if we're looking to that nature piece, especially as I'm in the Northern Hemisphere, like how can, how can we move through life with trans, move through transformations, excuse me, with grace? Um, And I think we can look to nature to our guides with that, right? We don't have to rush anything. We don't have to force anything. We can trust our timing. We can trust exactly where we're at while we are changing, while we are moving. We don't always have to force the change. We can take small steps towards the change that we want to make every single day. I think that's necessary, but we don't have to do it all overnight. And I think it's very good to remind ourselves of that because I tend to want to do it all now. (laughs) Um, And, you know, I think there's, I I can't help but think of the death card, of course. And we're going to talk all about the cards of Scorpio season in a couple episodes. Our next episode, yeah, there'll be one in between, but we will go into depth about the death card. But I think there, the lesson of the death card, one of the lessons is that there's a wisdom that comes from allowing natural rhythms to do their work. I think that's a, that's a big part of it. So keeping that in mind. And we can ask some questions to ourselves during this time, like what is dying off or going dormant in your life right now? What can you shed? What can you let go of? Can you go at your own natural pace? Don't force change, but rather observe and wait for the right timing and allow it to happen. What would that look like for you? What would that process look like? Um, I think, yeah, there's a real magic 
combination here to tap into between decisiveness and patience. And I wanted to close out (laughs) with my favorite thing about Scorpio season. I was trying to think because I, I do find myself getting excited this time of year with the change into Scorpio season, but I could say that about most zodiac seasons most zodiac like that transition into that new energy is always fun to play with fun to explore but of course it's like this tie into spooky season it just feels so right it feels so correct feels like all the witches are coming out there's just like an inherent witchiness to it um that just feels actually very natural um but it's also you know cartoonish and super fun and with that, our next episode, we will look into uh, Samhain slash Halloween slash All Hallows Eve um, and that full moon eclipse coming up next weekend. So until then, enjoy the beginning of Scorpio season. Bye. If you liked this episode, please share it with a friend or throw us five stars. And if you'd like to book a reading with me or check out my workshops, you can find me at leahvandervelt.com. And you can support this podcast by joining my Substack. 